Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Pat Benson. I'm here with my co-host, EP main man, Colin Madden. Colin, how you doing, brother? I'm all right, man. Better than the Hawks. For sure. Better than the Hawks. As we talked about last time, we knew we were entering a tough stretch of the schedule and uh, we were right about that. Hawks barely beat the San Antonio Spurs. We'll take it. A win is a win. But then we have since dropped our last two games. Last night's game really was a tough loss. We'll get into that controversial non-call here in a second. But uh, give me your give me your thoughts about where we're standing right now, nine and eleven after twenty games. So obviously we're missing Jalen. Um, we can touch on that later, but uh, it, it's tough, bro. Like we've lost four out of five, and it feels like we haven't won in about a month. Uh, mm-hmm. Like we beat the Spurs barely, but it just it just feels like they're playing terribly, man. Like it. It's funny, though, because when you watch the games, most of the time it doesn't look bad on the court, but it's just mm-hmm. we just can't get it done. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, I guess it's execution because yeah. the good news is, like, if we're looking for silver linings right now, it's that Trey's balling. Trey is really playing at a high level. He is, um, let's see, he's averaging 27 and 10, yep. and uh, it's in line. Uh, it's in line with his um, – career statistics his three-point shooting is at 35.2 percent this season that his career three-point shooting is 35.1 i remember we were all a little like panicked at the beginning of the season no doubt such a long campaign as expected he he regressed towards the mean and in this case it was for the better and yeah i mean he's been putting up big numbers so uh that's exciting yeah no doubt uh i saw a tweet too um with his numbers next to tyrese halliburton's numbers and obviously you know (laughs) Yeah, Alberton's been balling this year. Yeah, um, but their numbers are so similar, and like he is getting so much talk, and Trey yeah. is getting zero national talk this year. Given we're nine and eleven, but still, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know how recent the article was, but one of my friends he posted um just a screenshot from an article from the Ringer, mm-hmm. and you know obviously that's the Boston media mafia, and they're calling Trey divisive and petulant and all this, and if so, he's the least divisive, least petulant guy, averaging. 27 and 10 Seriously. in the history of the league. So I just thought that was that was hilarious that that's where they're coming from. It's just like reflexive at this point. They know like they've got in mind what they want to accuse Trey of. Yeah. And they just want to roll with it. It's like not even a story. It's just like, all right, let me Google what have writers said about Trey Young before and just like reprint. Yeah, I saw a hilarious tweet the other day and it was like, um, I'm going to just scan the box scores and then argue with people who watch the whole game. And <laughs> Uh, that's kind of the vibe that article gave yeah. me. So that's just NBA Twitter. Yeah, exactly. So shout out to the ringer. But give me your thoughts on the non-call at the end of last night's game. And for those who missed it, Atlanta lost to the Brooklyn Nets by one point at home. And leading up to the final play, it was 114-113, by the way. Leading up to the final play, we, we kept looking back at last February's game in Atlanta where Trey hit a last second shot. And it really felt like it was shaping up to be a very similar uh, situation 
and even his look kind of looked reminiscent of that in some mm-hmm. ways. But um, obviously, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I thought it was a decent look. Um, bro, we just when we're playing the Nets, bro, like we got to be better than the Nets. Like we like yeah. top to bottom, we have to be a better team than them. Like we cannot play them at home after we've had four days off or five, day, however many days off we've had because we played terrible mm-hmm. in the season tournament. You yeah. can't just come out here and act like we just come off a of back to back, bro. Like, like we're at home. Like it's just ridiculous. Like, yes, the no call was pretty bad, and mm-hmm. should have been a foul. But mm-hmm. you can't come down to that against the Nets, bro. At home, like you just can't. You can't put it on that. You can't put it on the ref making a call. I think you have a much healthier look at it than I do. Cause at okay. first I was like, first, what the heck? That's a no yeah. call. And like, I was like Quinn, like I was ready to just tear, tear everything up. And the Get second teed up at home. Yeah, exactly. My wife does yeah. <laughs> technical my way. And secondly, if we're being like super nitpicky and again, like it's hard to see when you're going hundred miles per hour and in the game, but I was like, DeJounte was open for a yeah. three. That too. That too. Like, I, I mean, like I'm Ryan with Trey, no matter what, you know, like I'm going to cape up for my man no matter what every time yeah. and it's different when you're like in the game but yeah like DeJounte was open and like I think his body language kind of showed it like he kind of like shrugged his shoulders just a little bit yeah. but even he knew like you had like a couple seconds just to get something off and that's about as good of a look as you could hope for most scenarios yeah I feel like with Trey unless the play's drawn up for someone he's probably yeah, just he's gonna t- take t- it. <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> yeah that's probably you're you're right like he's got like this is how he, he is. He, yeah exactly he, he's an alpha and he knows he's going to take it and like his dad was there sitting courtside and everything and like shout out to rayford like sure he was taking that shot no matter yeah. what so and hopefully he'll uh, think yeah. about this one a little bit too and he'll stick with him you know about just hey man my teammates are great shooters too so yeah for sure for sure and like i don't know but i like that he was inbound inbounding the ball like i sure. like the way the play was designed like it, everything set up well should have been called the foul and maybe some of his like unfairly earned reputation came back to hurt him on that. Like he did kind of like sell it uh, maybe a little, little bit harder yeah. than he could have. And then the ref was like, Oh, this is Trey young, you know, like if that was DeJounte, he gonna... gets the call. Yeah, for sure. And you know, Trey, like people call him like a foul merchant and everything. So um, maybe that was the refs were like, no, like I saw him like sell it just a little bit more. So I'm not going to give him the call. Dude, there's been so many of those plays this year where they call foul and then they're just like, no, I'm not shooting. It's like, how in, in what world was that not shooting? You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, this year and last year. Yeah, I remember even Nate, just... Nate was really worked up about several times last year. And uh, yeah, so I was like, when last night I was pretty fired up. So, you know what? Can't cry over spilt milk. Like you said, should have been the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Didn't. So the, <laughs> the uh, tough stretch of the schedule rolls on and, yeah. uh, Friday, December 8th, tomorrow at Philadelphia. That's, oh, that's going to be so easy. Tough. That's so easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then turn around Monday, December 11th. At oh, home great. Denver. Oh, great. Nuggets at home. Yay. Yeah. You know, just a nice little easy uh, game against the defending champs. All right. Boots on the ground. And then we go north of the border for back-to-backs against the Toronto Raptors. It seems like they always have our number. Mm-hmm. Quick stop at Cleveland. So the next week looks, I mean, there's a real possibility Brutal. the next time you hear from us, the Hawks will not have won a game still. Brutal, man. And I thought we were getting rid of this dumb, like, play two games in one city shit. I don't mind it, honestly. Do you not? Just, I think we had yeah, this conversation last season. Yeah, I guess we have deferring opinions on it because it's like, do you really want to go through customs twice yeah. and go up to, like, at least, at least it's we're Toronto. Not gonna... 
Yeah. And we're knocking out in December. It's not February yeah. where it's going to be frigid. So knocking it out. So I'm it's, not mad at it. So. Like I remember last year it was like Miami like that. And it's like, why are we like, that's a division. Like we go yeah, there all really. the time, you know? So I, I kind of, yeah. It makes more I mean, sense with Toronto. Yeah. It's going to be the third country the Hawks have played in, <laughs> in like two months. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, man. So you're in agreement with me. We're going to be lucky to what, like when one, maybe yeah, two of those I mean, at the most. Bro, this next week is tough and week and a half really. And then we get Pistons at home and then we go to the Rockets. So we get a couple good games and then it's a couple tough ones. And then once we get to January, we get the Pacers twice. Tough. We get the Magic. We get the Wizards, you know, so it gets a little better then, but we got to figure out a way to get back to 500 before we get to, you know, the new year in my opinion. Yeah, that'd be nice. So just in my time covering the Hawks, uh-huh. Hawks from like opening night through December 31st, trash every year. However, come January, come MLK Day, they always flip the switch. And I, it looks like it's going to be like that again this year. And I was looking online at the um, remaining strength of schedule. I was mm-hmm. surprised that the Hawks were ranked 16th in remaining strength of schedule. I'd say after the next week, I bet that yeah changes a little bit like it's going to get much easier when you've knocked out the defending playing the defending champs and three road games four road games against uh top eastern conference teams so um again i think it's setting up for a better second half of the season no doubt man when uh when did you first start covering the hawks i first started covering the hawks kind of part like part-time for forbes in uh january of 2020 so i was like okay i was like i've made i've made it i've got my big break like i go down there for like mlk day and then like six weeks later the nba season shut down forbes (laughs) lays (laughs) forbes lays off its part-time riders i was like it's been real hawks (laughs) and then um so that that was just that was great timing and then um i hooked on with si's fan nation covering the hawks in august of 21 so after that super exciting playoff run so i basically have been yeah exactly so i was like you know that was a for as devastating as it felt like uh losing the Forbes gig like it was even just so many times more amazing like getting getting a second shot with SI's fan nation so like you know just kind of goes to show you just kind of got ride things out and stick it out so basically been covering the Hawks off and on for four years nice and it just seems like they follow certain like yeah um quirk they're just very quirky like they're gonna be terrible the first half of the the past like five ten years ever since Bud left really yeah, I know. A lot of turnover, a lot of roster turnover, like coaches turnover. And but yeah, just basically since my time, they suck the first half of the season and then they turn it on the second half of the yeah. season. And I guess that's fine. You know, it'd be nice to get off to a hot start. But again, that's just not going to happen this year. It's already December and we're going to probably enter the new year below 500. Yeah. I want to say also that there was a lot of talk either towards the end of last year or this summer about hey, let's make sure we get off to a good start. (laughs) We haven't done that in a while. That was one of those things where it's like highlighted on everybody. So I was like, got to get off Ah, to a better start this year. Next time. Yeah, (laughs) not happening. Not happening. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. We're going to take a look around the league. We're going to talk about the end season tournament and just give some general observations from the first 20 games of the NBA season. All right, we are back. The NBA in-season tournament is hit its 
semifinals and we got indiana at milwaukee tonight and then new orleans at la of course both games are in las vegas five o'clock nine o'clock the entire basketball world's going to be tuned in give me your thoughts on the in-season tournament colin i feel like the pacers have been loving the in-season tournament more than Mm -hmm. anyone and Mm -hmm. maybe it's partially because they're a young team playing well so a lot of them aren't making too much money but uh I, i i think it's been not a smashing success by any means, but I think it's been somewhat successful. And um, I think some people who didn't like it to start have maybe turned around a little bit. For sure. I would consider myself part of that group. I'm, I'm an old 34 years old and I'm a curmudgeon. (laughs) I don't like the courts or the uniforms or any of that, but you can't deny that the players are playing much harder. It's infused some excitement into December, which is usually dominated by college and professional football and yeah, it's got, I think you talked about how the Pacers are loving the tournament. Mm-hmm. I think fans are loving the Pacers. I think they're yep. kind of like the darlings and the under, the lovable underdogs of this in-season tournament. And I'd say a lot of casual fans or fans who've already been eliminated from the t- in-season tournament are probably pulling for the Pacers against the Bucks, Pelicans, and Lakers. So I couldn't imagine many people outside of LA other than like bandwagon fans are like pulling for the Lakers. Yeah, I guess. Or the Pelicans, I guess. I don't know. I haven't really watched yeah, much of them this year. For sure. So uh are you I'm probably gonna go chalk all the way. I'm gonna go Bucks Lakers and uh, probably give it to the Bucks. Uh what what are your predictions for the season tournament? I'll go Oppo. I'll go Oppo Pat. Wow. Pacers Pellies take the upsets. That's, I mean, yeah, it's very possible. Single elimination, uh, and with the Lakers, you never know with injuries, but man, LeBron's playing at an unbelievably yeah. high level. I love seeing him play well. It's just great for the league. And hopefully he, uh, hopefully Bronny isn't playing during the in-season tournament or he might uh, dip on out of Vegas and go back to LA. That'd be dope. So yeah, LeBron, uh, he's just such a, um, He's just an economy unto himself. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, like, how many mouths he feeds in the, like, sports media world. Like, I think about me from, like, a sneakers perspective. Like, mm-hmm. people want to read about his shoes. And obviously, like, people want to read about what he's doing on and off the court. He's just an economy. And the fact that he's doing this in his 21st season is just unbelievable. And if he wins a season in-season tournament, we'll see how much of a feather in his cap it is. But I'm sure, like, it's not going to hurt. That's for sure. I'm already thinking about the memes of mm-hmm. LeBron with his Mickey Mouse ring and his in-season tournament ring. That is, that think, is just Twitter's going to eat that up if that happens. For sure, I think it'd be like the third major meme uh, time in LeBron's career. The first is like him with the Heat in like 2012, 2013, like when the Heat were struggling. Like that was big for memes. Mm-hmm. Second's like the Mickey Mouse 2020 era. This would be like the third rising of uh LeBron memes in his well, career. Which what was the I one think... where he was like staring at his hand, like looking at someone to the side, staring at his hands because oh, someone took right. a shot. I want to see it was, it was like it's J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. Yep. There you go. Yeah, in the in the Cleveland one. Cavaliers. That's an all time. That was great. You're right. That was a high point for basketball yeah. memes. So you're right. That one's going to live on forever. And yeah, I mean, again, LeBron's an economy. He he gives us memes even, and it just, he provides us with so much and we're going to miss it. Even if like, you're not the biggest LeBron fan, like I'm not, you're going to miss him when he's gone. So uh, yeah, I mean, if nothing else for content wise, it'd be pretty great if the Lakers won the in-season tournament. Yeah, I'm sure ESPN would love it. <laughs> oh my God. It'd be wall to wall coverage. They'd treat, they'd treat it like the Watergate hearings. Seriously. So, 
Yeah, for sure. So, all right, we're going opposite directions on the NBA in-season tournament. The Hawks are not going to raise a banner for the in-season tournament this year. Hey, you know what? Maybe we'll raise the real banner later this year after we get hot in the playoffs. Maybe, Pat. Maybe. Maybe they'll move the in-season tournament uh, to January or February next year, and then we'll have a chance. Yeah, that's it. Summer's too early for us. Bad timing. Yeah, exactly. Coming off a grueling trip to Mexico City. Come on. (laughs) What, what, What more can you expect from the Hawks? But Either way, you know what? The Hawks are always fun, if nothing else. They drive us crazy, like a crazy ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend. But man, if we don't love them, so we keep coming back to them. So uh, it's going to be exciting. We appreciate all of our listeners. If you go to any of these games, be sure to send us pictures and videos. We love that. And uh, Colin, tell the people where they can find you on social media. I'm at Colin So Groovy. If any of y'all are Chuck and Chernoff listeners, we had a little... uh escapade yesterday about my twitter handle and my uh twitter situation so you know just no, tune tell, in uh it. give us a recap give us a recap basically so groovy basically we have a segment on chuck and turnoff called who's the a-hole turnoff and chuck both did not follow me on twitter mm-hmm. so you know my beef with them was that and it was it was a fun little segment um but yeah it's just revolved around my music production and whatnot but yeah. just stands out a little bit you know i don't want to be just calling man like pat benson jr you exactly know, like that. No, yeah. Yeah. yeah no exactly you want to have a little razzle dazzle exactly like. that's why i like it yeah absolutely okay cool all right everybody uh give colin a follow check out everything he's doing on the side with his music production and we'll be back next week with another episode of hawk talk Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.